0: Hello, this is Annabelle from Vale, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast.
1: So, today we're going to talk to a horror metal band called Vale. And they are like partly from the UK, partly from the Netherlands, got some. Familiar people in the band as well, so looking forward to hearing what they got to say.
2: Yeah, quite a pedigree. I mean, we've got Charles from Mayhem, Annabelle from I'm going to butcher it, Devilment. Although I'm very famous for saying Devilment,
1: right? Right? Not, not Devilment, no, Devilment.
2: Yeah. Right. And we've also got uh, Frank from Monolith. So I mean, these guys have quite the pedigree and quite the uh, the horror theme or the dark themes going on and all that stuff. So put it together, and I know I sent you that. The video for the single um the unwelcome and it was pretty killer
1: yeah it was it was fucking great i really liked it it's i have good. a soft spot for oh, you know theatrical
2: it's very theatrical yeah. but it's not your normal listen like um i don't think you could just like put that on and go running or put it on and like cruise in the car that's kind of uh, deep listening maybe does that make sense
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and like, probably best as an immersive experience. Yes. You know? I
2: could see this lending itself to a really big theatrical production somewhere down there. Absolutely. We're able to do shows and do that kind of thing. It's very, very theatrical in my head anyway. I already had, like, ideas, and I haven't even met them yet, and I've had ideas of how they're going to set it up, so it'd be pretty cool.
1: Like, Diamond kind of stuff.
2: Yes, very much so, yeah. And I, that whole Netherlands yeah. ties in, right, because that's where – uh I think at least Frank and Charles are from. Right. So. But
1: hey, anyway, let's get them in. Let them tell them on us. On. On. I don't
2: They're know on. who we're talking to today. I don't know who's coming in first, but we'll just wait and see.
1: Yeah. So it was super scary music, <laughs> <That's> obviously. Scary. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love the horror uh, metal scene. It's It's awesome. So when you guys play live, are you going to be adding adding like some gore to your show or, or how does the horror aspect then translate into your, your performances?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, current times, uh, you know, of not being able to uh, perform live gives us a little bit more time to, um, develop our live act because, um, as you, uh, as you, as you can hear the music has a little bit of a theatrical touch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I would imagine, and that's we've been talking about the show, uh, but we haven't played live yet because we're a new band. So, uh, we're developing the live show as actually as we go along. And um, the first ideas are also to make it uh, kind of a theatrical setting where because the music is really storytelling. And I think that lends itself for the storytelling kind of show as well. So, uh, it will. It'll be at least, uh, visually also, uh, as how it sounds, you know, um, well, you could see the, uh, the band pictures we pictured as uh deaf portraits. I imagine we could look that way a little bit on stage as well, but most of it is still a surprise as we are, we still haven't, uh, you know, really decided on how, how we're definitely going to do it. But, um, at least now you, you know a little bit what you can expect. So the things you visualize when you listen to music, which we, we'll try to express that live as well.
2: Are you guys writing the music for the story and the stage, or are you just coming up with the stage show after the music is written? Does that make sense?
3: Well, I, ca- I kind of need the help from my bandmates on this one because uh, Charles is actually the one who writes the the, the music and uh, Oh, it's getting dark. I'm, I'm moving inside the house. I'll go to a place where it's better light and stuff. Oh, no
2: worries.
3: Charles is the main songwriter. And, um, well, I believe he starts with uh, something like a big picture in his head, uh, kind of a direction where he wants to go. Um, I'm not sure if he has the story in his mind that he wants to tell, but uh, at least the sort of story. And uh, when when he goes along writing the songs, um, yeah, he, he tries to follow the uh, the storytelling picture he had in he has in his mind. So, well, um, if you heard our um, our single, the uh, the unwelcome, yes, that's actually based on the uh, the treasure of Abbot Thomas, which is kind of an old uh, horror story about um, a church where a treasure is hidden. And uh, it's guarded by uh, spirits of the dead. And, um, well, the, uh, the main character tries to uh, obviously, you know, get that treasure. But as soon as he does, he gets haunted for the rest of his life until he, uh, he puts back that treasure where it belongs. And uh, the dynamics of the, uh, of the song, and then I mean, like, the arrangements and the, you know, the, uh, the ups and downs in the song. Kind of mm-hmm. follow that story. It's will.
2: very, and I don't know. This is not meant in a bad way, but it's very chaotic and at times as well. I mean, I guess that was intentional part of the the writing.
3: You you mean chaotic as in uh, the the following up of of different musical parts or yes. um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, most of it might not be logical at first listen right uh, and I, th- I think it takes a couple of listens listens to get, get into the uh, the cadence of the stuff um so it's it's not just one tempo um it's, it's what you hear a lot of in extreme metal of course that's when, when the song is written in one certain tempo for instance uh, 240 bpm and all the variations go on on that tempo, then you have a fast part and then a slower part, but you can still count 240 BPM. But then you got Um,
2: Annabelle's vocals layered over the top in that weird haunting way. And it's,
3: it's stunning,
2: striking, I guess.
3: Yeah. And that was uh, actually really cool for me too. uh, Because when when I recorded the drums, I hadn't heard any vocals yet. Uh, Which is pretty cool um i f- i follow the music when i uh when, when i uh, write my drums mm-hmm. and i try to uh you know em- emphasize certain accents um uh, you know help with the build-ups um that kind of things and then when she she did her vocals on top of it of, of obviously she already knew what she was going to do and charles knew what she was going to do um but i i was also surprised by you know the variety of vocal styles she, she encompasses and the, and the way she uses it to um, emphasize the story and complete the music yeah absolutely. and um, yeah I, f- I found out n- I, I can still listen to um, to the single myself as well usually I, I get bored really fast with listening to my own music because I know I know it in and out right. but in this case I don't so I can I, I can still listen to it and, and discover new parts in the in the music, for instance, a little detail of a violin somewhere that I hadn't heard before, before, mm-hmm. or um, when you focus on one of the layers in the vocals, you get a different experience than when you focus on the, uh, on the main layers of vocals, for instance. So you can just keep listening to it and find out new stuff. That's I think good. that's really so cool. Then I'm assuming,
2: yeah. sorry, Reena hug in the conversation but I'm assuming that no you weren't in the all in the studio together then it was done pretty much remotely
3: yeah it, it was done pretty much remotely we actually um, got together for the first time when uh, most of the stuff was already recorded um, and that's also one of the advantages of this age day and age of course because we have a lot of video meetings and uh, you know chat meetings to catch up and um, that's, so from a distance, we, um, you, you, you know, we tell each other what we, uh, what we have in mind and, well, uh, then we, we agree upon the bigger picture and then we, we, we just go, you know, right. Mina. So, uh, if I, if I go off, just, um, uh, just tell me, uh, because I, I have a, a tendency of, uh, taking a question and then drift off to something else. No, we're so, good. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, okay.
1: This is what this entire show is about. So don't worry.
3: <laughs> we never know where okay, we're gonna end
2: thanks. next. Rita?
1: Yeah, that's all interesting stuff. And and yeah, Annabelle's voice was extremely theatrical, and I can completely vouch for everything that you just said about how she uses her voice, and, and that was awesome. So yeah. um I I just really wanted to highlight that. <laughs> it was it was really cool stuff.
3: Well, I don't know, but
1: I, I don't have a lot of questions because it like you've basically <laughs> served out. a very full platter of answers already
3: Oh well you d- don't don't hesitate to ask the question again because uh I, I might I might be able to elaborate a little bit more about certain stuff you want to know so
2: uh I would say
3: on- uh, f- fire it up
2: I know the lockdowns are starting to come away, or at least over here in the U.S. and some places. Are you guys planning on any shows yet, or or half shows or whatever they're doing, like half attendance kind of things?
3: Uh, no, actually, uh, we don't have any uh, uh, concrete dates we're focusing on. Um, that's also, I guess, because we, we haven't started booking shows yet before everything closed down. And uh, what you get now is... Uh, Obviously, all the stuff that got postponed—that was already planned—that yep. uh, that will happen first. So, um, yeah. I I could imagine it's going to be a, a yeah a while before we see uh, see any stage. I think um,
2: promoters, I think promoters are going to have a hard time here once everything opens because everybody's got to get back on the road, right?
3: Yeah, 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 definitely. And
2: then there's going to be like a flood of shows maybe in towns I know. i'm thinking here in richmond i imagine yeah. there's going to be like massive shows to choose from because everybody's got to get out and make a living
3: yeah uh, personally i think uh what what happen first is that um most shows will be national so i think that's the, f- the first to start again and that's uh for instance here in the netherlands um i don't i don't think when when anything opens up I don't think we're going to have a lot of international bands coming in yet, right? Because the hardest part will be the traveling and uh, and every country having their own rules, you know. For uh, you, you gotta have negative tests with you, or you gotta have the uh, the vaccine in your right. body or whatever. And every country has their own rules. Um, so um, at first, I think it's it's going to be mostly weekenders in in everybody's own country how boring that may sound but maybe um, a, a lot of people will discover what what cool bands they have in their own country actually and oh, then nice. yeah and then after that it's gonna take a while for before anything international is uh, so if is what you're saying
2: around. is true then if what you're saying is true then the festival scene is going to be out for a while then right
3: at least yeah. it's gonna be different, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if anything's really gonna happen this year on that uh, on that part. I know there have been dates planned, but um yeah. Oh, it as, looks as like we
2: Annabelle's see here. here I'm gonna get Annabelle in.
1: Oh, we have an extra
3: Yeah, awesome. I just it just popped up. Oh right. I don't see her yet, but yep. if you see her Annabelle, that's how cool. are you?
2: Yep. Hey, Hello,
0: hello. Let me push all the buttons. Hey, how are you? Hey. <laughs> Aha, I, I did I it. See.
2: There's my partner, Rena, up in the corner. Hey. And I'm assuming you know uh, Frank. Who? <laughs> who? Who, are, who are you? Hello? <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. <laughs> how are you today? Right.
0: Oh, alive and well. How are you?
2: Doing all right. Just good, jolly good getting to know uh veil here a little bit
0: oh god well you're in for a what day is it <laughs> An interesting evening what day is it
3: we were. yeah i, I was i was trying to hold <laughs> the
2: fort a little bit but i'm i'm happy you're here <laughs> I, I think frank did a perfect job but let's go oh, back thanks. real quick if you don't mind frank i'm going to shift uh to annabelle here for a second because we were just talking about those vocal lines and um. how they're hauntingly layered over a, like a bunch of chaos almost. How did you come up with that? And uh, how does it tie into like your interest in the horror scene or whatever?
0: Uh, well, very much comes my own madness, really, that a bit. Um, <laughs> that's the inner workings of my mind. <laughs> but we all, we always wanted things to sound um, really organic and really sort of experiment with that sort of soundscape stuff. And that's something I love to do for... My audition for Veil, I actually uh, created these soundscapes where I layered my voice in different um, choral patterns, different um, two-tone stuff, and did all kinds of wacky stuff over the top. Um, I absolutely love treating your voice as what it is, which is an instrument and sort of going, okay, how can... I use this. How can I play with it? Um, I've said to the guys many times before. Some of my best vocal work. I sit on the toilet making pterodactyl sounds. And, <laughs> you know that—that's how you do it. You sort of, uh, you know, you you play around and you, and you and you see. Okay, I have this thing living in me right here that I carry around with me each day. What can I do with it? Um, so that was a really fun process of. Me in my bedroom, layering, recording, layering. Um, and I think it really fits in with that multifaceted horror, especially that organic vibe of a real human um, screaming in your ear rolls. Um, you I said that very London, yeah. screaming in your ear rolls. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's Sometimes bit, I don't understand what she's saying, but that's because I'm Dutch, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Frank. I don't understand what I'm saying half the time. I think that's part of the charm, apparently. <laughs>
2: And you've got quite the pedigree in that sort of horror scene, anyway, right? Because you've done the, you worked with Danny in uh, *Devilment*, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting to see how it's all sort of uh panned out. Uh, but this, the veil vale stuff, has been going on much longer. I've been doing this for well, we've been together for around three, four years. Um, so when I was doing uh, the *Devilment* stuff, I. This had already been done It's just taken so long to actually get to the stage Where it was ready to be shoved out into the world Um, So for me, this is my first love Uh, That's only now coming to light
1: Right Rina? Bruce, I have to to point out that Did you, again, just horribly mispronounce a band name? Uh Did you just call it (laughs) Devilment? Isn't it Devilment? Yeah, but
0: devilement sounds exactly how the Queen of England would say it.
2: All right, so just, there we go. I'm not I'm not too far. Off. Hey, Charles is here.
0: Is he?
1: Yeah.
3: Where oh, is he? Oh, my God.
0: Is he?
1: Oh. Hang on,
3: This oh. is almost like a, a real Don't life studio where, where the musicians <laughs> just pop in one after another. Like, oh, look who's here at the door. <laughs> Charles.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello, my friend oh, my All
2: right. that's very my easy. partner, Rena. In okay. the uh, I don't know where she is Agreed. on your screen, but that's Rena. It's the one you Hi. don't know, I guess.
0: It's <laughs> gonna know. be a really weird. It's gonna be such a weird thing to say. You're the only other Rena I know. My mum's called Rena. Not that that's no, relevant anyway. <laughs> yeah, my mum. My mum's called Rena. She's Italian. Um, she's called Rena, and I've never encountered another Rena. So this is very exciting
1: for me. <laughs> Does she have one eye or two eyes? One. Name? She has one. I have two. I have two. So you know, I win.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you doubled up. You did what we did and added an extra letter in the in your name and uh,
2: <laughs> boom. And, and called it devilement. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a
0: history,
2: oh, I have a history of mispronunciations and <laughs> first to jump in yes. and you know point that out right in the middle of
0: the <laughs> conversation. Um, it's yeah, better, yeah. Than <laughs> <laughs> better than defilement i suppose um exactly right. better than defilement <laughs> so charles yes can you hear us all right
4: yes i can, can you so hear i hear
2: you're the uh the mastermind behind the whole project how did it come about outside <laughs> of your mayhem thing and um what was the catalyst well, to put this together
4: yeah um basically i had a I had some ideas that I'd been playing around with for a, a while and I didn't really know what to do with them, but I, I kind of had the sense that I wanted to do something. Um, and they didn't, none of these ideas really fit with it. With, obviously with the mayhem stuff. And I, I knew this drummer in England who plays for a uh, winter and oh, yeah.
2: we were going
4: to, originally I spoke to him and the idea was that we were going to put the project together. And just tried to do something with it, and we knew vaguely it was going to be some kind of thematic project, uh, some sort of storytelling thing. Um, we weren't too sure beyond that, other than that we knew we wanted to sort of incorporate some elements of uh, of um, traditional horror and and um, certain historical aspects and that kind of thing. But it was a very vague. Concept at that point, so then we started to think about what to do next, which was obviously to find a vocalist. And then we thought, once we had a voice, we would have a clearer idea of where we maybe could take the whole thing. So we put out a very vague call for a vocalist. We didn't know if we wanted, you know, a clean singer or a or a or a screamer or or what. Really, we didn't have a clue. And then um, when Annabelle auditioned that it just immediately is set off a thing, you know, uh, that we just knew this is where we want to go with this. This is how we want it to be because it's nothing really. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not really, I don't know where it fits generically, um, which is great because that's exactly what we wanted it to be. It's not your typical sort of female fronted metal. um, And it's not your standard black metal or death metal or, or any of that kind of thing. So it was a, it was a very organic evolution to answer your question. It was it was there was no real um, idea behind it at first beyond just a vague sense that we wanted to do something a little bit different and something that, that was interesting for us. But then he left the project, so I guess it wasn't that interesting for him. Um, and then and then we found, then we found Frank and uh, and just yeah got on with it. I suppose.
1: Rina. So, what would you say the goals are for this project?
4: We don't really know. Um, we we talked about this a little bit the other day because it started to feel like maybe it would be a you know a good idea to have some sort of aim, um, and so we started to talk about that. And I think we had this sense that we want to do something that maybe crosses over into other areas of art. I don't know what that would involve yet, but maybe some elements of of theatre or of, of, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a vague sense that it might be cool to try to overlap it with some other areas of art and try to push it in that direction without sounding too pretentious, but just to do something a um, a little bit more than just playing shows and just being a metal band, something that can take us to some other spheres and some other audiences. I think that's kind of what we're thinking at the moment that we'd like to do, whether that will work or whether we'll be accepted or whether we'll have the opportunity to do that remains to be seen, but that's certainly something that we would like to explore. And
3: okay. when it comes to uh, releasing music, we, um, we obviously has, have a, have a plan of releasing more than just the single. So uh, behind the scenes, we're already uh, working on, uh, we're working on release schedule for the rest of the year. So we, uh, at least what we can say now is there will be more.
2: Are you planning on the the single model? So a, a new single here and there instead of the traditional EP or record?
3: Not necessarily yeah. instead of. Um, but um, I, I think that the, a good first step to, uh, you know, uh, show people what, what you got and that you, the fact that you are there and what you do is, is to release a few singles before going into uh, a, an immediate full length or anything.
2: And I yeah. think uh, it
3: the- it's. I, I don't think it's going to be uh, singles exclusively. <clears throat> I think
2: the music business model has sort of changed, though, anyway, right? Because. People like my son's age, you know, 17, 18 years old. They're not going out and buying records like we all did, or I assume we all did, and listening to them. They're just downloading like one song at a time for ninety-nine cents. This, or whatever this is, is
4: this is absolutely a discussion that we've been having um, about that, about wh- how we're going to work with releases. And I think initially the idea is to release to do the single thing. Um, but as Frank said, we we have some plans to release something, you know, so, so, some other packages and and hopefully some physical releases and some cool stuff that's worth owning you know beyond just the uh just the like you said the downloaded music is great and everything but it would be nice to give people something to to hold and something to um yeah, d- 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 yeah. Uh, something that's physical and and
3: tangible yes. you know yeah as, yeah, you, can, as is- you can hear we uh we're all about storytelling in our music and stuff but we are writing our own story as we go along <laughs>
2: <laughs> So I'm gonna to get to Rena. I'll let Rena jump in, but I keep hogging the conversation here. One, Charles, I asked Frank this at the beginning or somewhere in the middle here. When you were writing, did you have a, a the storyline all set and stage props and everything already in mind when you are writing this whole thing, or is it evolving as it goes? Or are you just writing music first, or?
4: It's evolving as it goes, but uh, it, it starts generally with, with some musical ideas that are just like sketchpad ideas. And then, and then once a structure comes into place, we, we generally then start to talk about ideas, the, you know, the stories behind the ideas. And once we know that, then we can fill in all the rest and i think there's always a sense of some sort of visual element to it uh, right from the early stages there's always a sense of of what this what the song should represent and how it should feel and i don't think we've got as far as stage props but i think for the most part because because all the songs are so clear in their theme or at least to us by the time it gets to the audience they're a little bit obscured but we know what the songs are all about so the the, the stage props and that kind of thing will suggest itself. There won't be a huge amount of work to do in the concepts behind that because they're all in the songs anyway.
0: We do get image folders, though. Like, um, when I start yeah. uh, listening to we we have a, a shared drive folder where each track we will start uploading images that evoke from that track or whatever story we're trying to evoke. Because um, I'm quite a visual person, so that's how I sort of uh, process what's going on and we'll talk about, but every time Charles has given like a starting point, like a sketch pad, there's always been a, a name attached to it or a theme or something. Right. And it's quite collaborative from there on out. We all sort yeah. of shred it apart a bit. and uh,
4: it's, it's a sort bit like sto- sort of storyboarding in a way once we get going yeah. with it. And, and certainly when we start sharing the images and the, and the, and sometimes it can be, uh, you know, uh, stories like folk tales or whatever it happens to be like annabelle said we have a shared folder so we so we start to tune into each other on exactly where each particular song what the aesthetic of it is what the feel of it is and and that it does make the process a lot easier it definitely makes it a lot more fun because for me i come from very much a kind of you know it it was mainly film scores i suppose that pulled me into music in originally way way back so for me, music always makes much more sense when it has an actual concept behind it yes. rather than it just being sound, you know. So yeah, in that sense, it's a lot easier when we, when we start to share the imagery and the visuals and the ideas. Then it, then it, then it takes on a life of its own and then the creativity starts to flow in a really enjoyable way.
2: Awesome. Renee, really, got anything else?
1: No, I think we're good and we're also running out of time. Thank That's you, so much. Thank
2: everyone, for taking the time. That was great. You guys all made it in. That yes, was awesome. well, yeah. Thank you very much for having us. No, thank you. I appreciate your time, and I'll go ahead and get you a link when it's up. And good luck with the record awesome. and the rest of your singles. Thank you.
0: Thank, a you. We'll touch. Be well. <laughs> thank
1: you. Be well. Thank you. Hey, this is Dewey Hulpus, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors comedians or creatives from chino moreno of the deftones john gorley of portugal the man to fat mike from no and ian MacKay from fugazi and minor threat we go all over the map from fallout boy to slayer peer pleasure has it all check us out now on sound talent media